It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on Thursday, and it is 50s night, so not only can you head on down to downtown New Bedford this evening and check out all of the cars and the entertainment and the food trucks and everything else that's going to be going on from 5 to 9 downtown, but we are going to have our special broadcast going on beginning at 3 p.m., so no Howie car, no South Coast tonight. Uh, nothing else after that. It's just going to be 50s music from 3 p.m. to midnight, uh, including that two hours of backseat music happening from 10 to midnight. Uh, but I think you'll like the playlist. We've got a lot of great songs in there for you. And um, I know this isn't the right way to really program music on the radio that you you should program. You get you got to you got to have the hits that people expect to hear. But I pride myself when making this 50s list 50s night playlist. No repeats. Maybe maybe some of the slow songs might repeat for the for the backseat time, but no repeats. So you'll get to hear all different songs over the course of that entire time. So you want to have your radio or your stream or your app all pointed to WBSM from three o'clock on and enjoy fifties night. All right, let's go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning. How are you? Pretty well. Uh what's next for the standard times? A large First page, uh, first page picture of the Golden Gate Bridge with a caption underneath that reads, Dartmouth Select Board approves financing of renovations to Peyton Aram Bridge. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't mean to laugh, but, and, and here's what's funny about it. Here's what I've noticed. So the story went up onto Facebook an hour ago. We've been talking about it now for about an hour. Uh, some comments were blasting the, the story on the Facebook page for South Coast Today. And at first, they deleted some of the negative comments. Now they've gone and they've deleted the, sto- the post from the South Coast Today Facebook page. Well, I doubt if you'll, they'll even publish a correction for uh, that, that mess they made there. But, but uh, well, here, here's the thing. They've, they've taken the story down from Facebook and they, they deleted the comments, they deleted the post, but the story still stands. They haven't made any edits to the story. Well, it's pretty hard to co- to confuse that little causeway that runs between West Island and Scotta Connect for uh, the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. You have to have absolutely no knowledge of this area, <laughs> right? And and well, but that's the thing that bothers me is, you if you were at the meeting, how did you not catch on to what they were talking about? I know it's you know I I don't want to tee off on the Standard Times because I was brought up on that newspaper. And as a matter of fact, about five years before my father passed away, he he canceled his subscription, which we had for many, many years. And it used to be a you know a, a, a great newspaper. I mean, I I enjoyed looking at the sports section. I was a baseball fan all my life, and I, I looked forward to looking at the RBIs and all the statistics that come with the sports page. But I recently picked up a copy of the Standard Times near the end of the NBA season there. I just wanted to see the final standings. I hadn't bought a, a Standard Times in years. And I swear to God, for two and a half dollars, I think I got about 10 pages of newspaper. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just 
it's not worth I mean, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to tee off on the Standard Times, but there is definitely, it's not worth the, the, the list pricing. I mean, it's... Do, do, you, do you want my, my suggestion? If you ever want to pick up a copy of the paper, go to Dollar Tree, but you yeah. just got to get there early because Dollar Tree has a deal with the paper where they get a certain number every day at each location and they sell it for $1.25. Wow, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 worth checking out because if you want to get the paper, you can save some money. But I think they only get like, you know, five or ten copies per store, so they might go quickly. Just quickly, uh, I hope you've got some Drifters music on uh, on the agenda there. Oh, we do. Uh, I love that group. I mean, <laughs> the, the vocals were so good uh, from from that group. Yeah. Some I mean, of my favorite stuff. <laughs> So the dr the drifters that was Clyde McFadder. I'm not sure. Uh, I, it's been so long, but it was uh, you know like under the boardwalk, up on the roof. Uh, those songs. Do you recall those songs? I do. Yeah, like James Taylor did up on the roof. Uh, there's there's been lots of covers on their on on their music by other people, but. Nobody can sing it the way they did. Yep, and, and so um, I, I, I don't know why I didn't think of Benny King first. You know, there goes my baby. Under the, but it was, um, it, so it was Clyde McFadder at first, and then it was Benny King. I just looked it up, so yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely have some Drifters music in there tonight for sure. Okay, thank you very much. All right, you have a good day. Bye now. And 508-996-0500. So, you know, as, as I'm looking through this story, oh, they took the story down. I just hit refresh and they took the story down. As I was looking through the story, with a little bit more of a critical eye, the Standard Times version of the story about the bridge, I don't blame Catherine Gallerani for the, for the, for the problem. Uh, reading all of her reporting, and she has direct quotes from what was said at the meeting, she must have been at the meeting, or at least watched a video of it. But she, she seems to have been at the meeting. And... All of her reporting is factually correct, except for the lead paragraph, which could have been an editor saying, "Well, oh, oh, this is the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. We've got to, we've got to boost this up. We've got to explain that at the beginning." So I think in the edit, somebody might have changed it. Somebody that didn't know what they were what they were talking about made that change because it looks like Catherine had all the right information in the story otherwise talking about West Island talking about the connection back to the mainland so this must have been somebody thinking that they knew better than the writer making that edit and that change without talking to them and a good editor would never do that without talking to the writer and saying are you sure you know could, could, could we mention this here at the beginning you know it's one thing if you know about it if if I watched a Patriots game and somebody wrote about a Patriots game and I knew something that they had was incorrect, I would feel like I could just change it because I watched it and I know I know what actually happened. So I wouldn't need to reach out to them and say, can I make this adjustment? Would that be correct? What I would say is, hey, just so you know, I just changed your story and you know, you said it was 20 yards and I put that it was actually 30 yards. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Mick Collagio, who is one of the greatest editors that I ever worked with, I mean, he really helped make me into the writer I am today. He would call me before he made any real major edit just to be sure. That's how he wanted to work. He just wanted to be sure before he made the correction. So this, it sounds like this person probably just didn't do that. They probably just went and changed it themselves, and now they've got egg on their face. They've had to take it down from the, from the Internet. It's not there anymore. 
which the rest of Catherine's story was great. Hopefully they're going to rewrite the lead and republish it with a proper photograph. And you know what? Because I bash them all day, if you need a photo of the, of the causeway, you can get it from Google Maps. But if you need one, call me. I'll go down and take one for you. It's just a short drive down here. I'll, I'll get some yayas for lunch. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. How are you? Good. Have you seen the best of light about the termination of the contract with the wind farm? Yes. Well, it's now, so... Right. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you well, off. I'm trying to figure out is, okay, they're going to pay off something like $48 million to the three major uh, utility companies mm -hmm. that renegotiate at a higher price. They're blaming the war in Ukraine. What's that got to do with us, with the wind farm, inflation, interest rates, and everything else? A contract's a contract. Now, why are they backing out, paying people off so they can renegotiate? Because they have that option in the contract. Oh. So because because they can do it and because $48 million is kind of a, a drop in the bucket to Avangrid, they, they just look at it as, hey, if we... If we spend this $48 million now, we can make $90 million on the back end. I don't know how much it is, but, you know, they could do that. They could just pay this as a, it's a, it's just like a penalty, really, for renegotiating it. Because in the article it says it could go up to as high as $60 million on the this mm -hmm. termination payout. Right. So, I mean, even $60 million, they must they must feel like it's worth it to renegotiate. Now, keep in mind, this is not the Vineyard Wind Project that's already underway. Okay. This is this is this would have been the next one. So this Vineyard Wind is still underway. That still has all, everything happening. All right. I thought it was the whole project itself. Nope. They're different wind farms. So there's there's different companies that are that are vying for for being able to do this. And this is all part of it. This is all part of the the the, the process. They knew that this would probably be something that would end up happening if they. That's why they put it in the contracts. They'd be able to renegotiate that if they had to. Okay, but why would they bring the war in Ukraine into this deal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think it probably does have an effect because you're talking about companies that are coming from Europe. You know, these are European investors that are coming in over here and building these wind farms. So if things aren't going well for them at home uh, and, and they need to maximize the money that they're getting out of this project, I could see that as being a reason to say, well, if, we, if, if we're going to do this U.S. deal, we've got to make sure we maximize the potential out of that because it could be a while before we're doing any more building out here with everything that's going on and the uncertainty here in Europe. So that could be part of it. All right. Then, yeah, I just needed to, I wanted to hear a little bit of clarification if anybody knew about it. Now, uh, like, they're talking these new ones are supposed to be like almost 70 stories high. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds about right. Because I've driven by the blades they got now. Mm -hmm. Going out there, those things are about close to 250 feet across. Mm -hmm. And if you put two of them together with the turnbine, you're looking at 100 yards in diameter when those things go, when they finally get put together. Right. Those things are huge. And what's going to do to, uh, uh, not elephants, <laughs> whales and other species, what type of uh, vibrations and everything else. Well, these things give off, which could hamper their development, their migrations, and everything else. Well, you know what's you, you know what's funny is I've seen a lot of the people who are against the wind farms being out there. 
that have been talking about it aren't the environmentalists. The people who have been against it are the people who are just against wind energy or people who have a commercial interest like the fishing industry. I haven't yeah. seen a lot of environmentalists come out and say, I think that this is a terrible thing because they know that that's, it's, it's probably not. They, they've done the research to know if, if this was something that was going to be that dangerous to marine life, there would be people you know chaining themselves to those propeller blades before they could be shipped out there. So the, the fact that we're not hearing a big environmentalist outcry makes me think that it's, it's, it's probably not going to be as, as bad as people think that it is. Well, you can't even get to those blades. This offense didn't. With the well, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, was, uh, I didn't mean literally. Yeah, they, they used to do, chain themselves against buildings and stuff like that in protest. Right, yeah. But uh, we will have Jack Spillane in on Monday. We, we can talk more with him about that on Monday when he comes in. Sure. All right. Well, thank you All for right, the call. You. you have a good day. Yep, 508-996-0500. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, move my mic there. Uh, but uh, we can also take your app chat messages via the WBSM app. Uh, you can send those in. You can also send in open line voicemails that we can play here on the program. And I think one of the, going back to the, to the offshore wind story there, I think one of the things that you have to realize is the billions of dollars that are involved in this industry. And that's why 48 to $60 million is, is kind of a drop in the bucket. There's companies that have probably invested that much in trying to set up shop here to vie for those contracts that didn't get the contracts. So it's not even a matter of, you know, think about all the different groups that have come in here and, and, and started uh, operating here. And then when it came time to select the contract, they lost out. They probably sunk millions of dollars into getting it off the ground, it's a risk that they take, a calculated risk in that industry. And obviously they would never pay a penalty of 48 to $60 million to renegotiate the deal if it's going to mean that they're going to make less on the deal, right? It means they know that they're going to make more and it's going to be worth paying that, that penalty to be able to do it. How many times have you done that where it's, it's cheaper to pay the penalty? than it is to, to, to pay for what it is. Uh, I remember I had a friend that used to go and park outside TD Garden and he would always park in places that he wasn't supposed to. And he did it because the parking ticket was a $25 fine and it was $50 for him to park on the street. So he's like, you know what? I save money. I get the fine. I go and I pay it right away so I don't forget it and I save money. I thought that that was nuts. Because eventually they're going to see that it's your car again and again. You're going to come back to find a boot on it or, or that it's towed away. But he did it. That's how he say He was a writer. So, you know, he wasn't getting reimbursed for parking and gas. So that's a way to save money. I don't know. I parked in the garage. At first I didn't because, they, you know, I parked in the side lot. Well, when they eliminated that side lot, I just parked in the North Station garage. Whatever. I was getting to go to a Celtics game for free with pretty good seats. So if I'm paying 25 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it was to park, it's worth it to me. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Let's take a break and we'll be back in a few moments.
podcast tonight, the the Drifters, as requested. Uh, and also, one of the proud sponsors of 50s Night here on WBSM and all of our great music is, speaking of offshore wind, Vineyard Wind. And they want you to know about the Vineyard Wind Offshore Wind Education Exhibit, your chance to discover the power of offshore wind energy. You can explore offshore wind energy, discover the nation's first utility-scale offshore wind project, engage in exciting offshore wind activities, and access up-to-date Vineyard Wind Project information. You get to experience the excitement of designing, building, and testing your very own wind turbine, explore offshore wind farms with virtual reality headsets, and get exclusive updates on the nation's first commercial-scale wind farm. So if you want to find out more about it, if you're wondering what this is all about, you want to see how it all works, this is the place to go. It's open and through it's open throughout the summer. It's located at Bristol Community College's Wind Power Lab, which is located at 800 Purchase Street in New Bedford. So if you go on down there, they're open from Thursday to Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and admission is free. So if you want to learn more about offshore wind, all you have to do is go to the Bristol Community College Wind Power Lab at 800 Purchase Street in New Bedford, Thursday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Walk in for free and learn all about it. And they're going to be open today uh, as, as 50s night gets underway, so you can get over there and check it out ahead of time before you start taking part in all the festivities and learn more about offshore wind. And I think you will learn a lot. It'll be very eye-opening. And if you've never used a virtual reality headset before, well, here's your opportunity. So check that out. Vineyard Winds Offshore Wind Education Exhibit. All right, we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment. When we come back on the other side, we can talk more with you at 508-996-0500. Recapping, you know, we were were bashing the Standard Times for their erroneous reporting on the Fairhaven Bridge replacement. Uh, But before that, we had talked at the beginning of the program this morning that the Brockton Fairgrounds are being sold. We were first to that story. It is going to be sold to the city of Brockton. And they have a memorandum of understanding right now. So nothing's really done yet. But it, it, it appears to be the case that the city of, of Brockton is purchasing the fairgrounds from the Carney family. And they will be able to utilize it for whatever they see fit. Some people are calling for affordable housing to be built there. Some people are calling for it to be sold for commercial development. Some are saying it would be a great site for a new high school. Uh, there's a variety of possibilities, including the possibility that they may bring back the Brockton Fair. Nothing is off the table as far as I know. So uh, we'll wait and see You know when everything is finalized and the city makes a, a statement on it, if they give us any indication as to what the plans are. But Chris Carney was telling me last night, this was the right move because they wanted to make sure that that land, which goes back 150 years with the Brockton Fair, at least that it landed in the right hands. And this way here, it's the city of Brockton that determines the fate of the Brockton Fairgrounds. Chris Carney and the Carney family, they've got everything going on over there with their, with their um, sports gambling place uh, that they've built over at the, uh, the dog track. So this will take this off their plate and put it in the hands of, of an organization, of a group, of an entity that can help see it and foster it into the future. All right, now let's go into the newsroom and get all the latest stories from Adam Bass. The wife of suspected New York serial killer is filing for divorce. Court filings show the wife of Rex Hewerman filed for divorce in Suffolk County Supreme Court Wednesday afternoon. The filing comes as investigators continue to search their home in Massapequa Park and in storage units for more evidence. 
Hewerman is charged with three murders over 10 years ago and is the prime suspect in a fourth. He's accused of then dumping the bodies into Gilgo Beach, Long Island. The Senate Judiciary Committee will vote Thursday to advance a Supreme Court ethics bill following reports justices accepted undisclosed gifts. More from Mark Mayfield. Ranking member Lindsey Graham slammed Democrats for pushing the legislation, arguing it's unconstitutional. Graham said it's up to the Supreme Court to get their house in order. Texas Senator Ted Cruz said Democrats want to smear and delegitimize the court over recent high-profile decisions they disagree with. Democrats have been pressing the high court to adopt clearer ethics rules following reports that Justices Alito and Thomas accepted gifts from wealthy Republican donors and that the staff of Justice Sotomayor pushed schools to buy thousands of copies of her book. I'm Mark Mayfield. IRS whistleblowers are accusing the Justice Department of improperly interfering in the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes. IRS investigator Gary Shapley told the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday that prosecutors allegedly refused to bring felony charges against the president's son, who recently made a deal to plead guilty to two charges of misdemeanor tax evasion. Trump appointed U.S. Attorney for Delaware David Weiss, who led the investigation, disputed the whistleblower's claims. Several former Northwestern football players are coming forward with allegations describing a culture of hazing within the program. The ex-players detailed the emotional, physical, and sometimes sexual abuse they suffered while playing football for the Wildcats. High-profile civil rights attorney Ben Crump and a team of lawyers representing more than 15 ex-student-athletes are planning a lawsuit. The U.S. women's national team will be chasing sports history down under as they gear up for a run at a potential third straight FIFA World Cup title. No team in men's or women's international soccer has ever won three tournaments in a row. The U.S. meets Vietnam for its first match of the group stage tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Eastern, and they're expected to do well in a group that also includes Portugal and 2019 runner-ups, the Netherlands. Joint hosts New New Zealand and Austria opened the tournament earlier this morning with games against Norway and Ireland. This comes just hours after a rare shooting in New Zealand's capital city of Auckland, which left three dead, during the, including the gunmen, and several injured, others injured. And developers say they are playing a $2 billion theme park in Oklahoma that will be like an American Americana Disneyland. The American Heartland theme park and resort will be built near Grand Lake, with an opening scheduled for 2026. The developers say the theme park will be comparable in size to Disneyland and will feature a 300-acre RV park. In sports, the Red Sox lost the Oakland Athletics last night 5-6, wrapping up their three-game series. The Sox will start another series tomorrow with the Mets at Fenway Park, first pitch at 7-10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. You can expect mostly sunny skies today with a few clouds moving in and out throughout the area. High near 83. Heading into our evening hours, humidity levels are going to start to increase. And it's going to get cloudy in the overnight hours. Low of 66. And for Friday, as we roll into the day, mostly cloudy and humid. With a couple of showers and heavy thunderstorms possible in the afternoon. High of 79. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 74 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Think of it as breakfast for your mind. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Hold me close, hold me tight. 
you'll hear plenty of Elvis tonight during 50s night during our broadcast here on WBSM. And now Elvis did not rock the white jumpsuit nearly as well as Joe Jesus did. But uh, we will still have a lot of Elvis music for you this evening. It all begins at 3 p.m. all across WBSM's multiple ways of reaching you, whether it be AM, FM, the stream, the app, all of it. Uh, let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? All right. You know, the Standard Times and uh, the Fall for, for River Herald News, is own, their parent company is a Japanese uh, company, and they own more than 100 newspapers worldwide. Now, I would explain why we're getting substandard news and I, I mean, uh, I think last time I checked, uh, the paper was three over three dollars. Well, the the reason why that it's suffering so much is because they don't have enough local people. They try to regionalize and centralize operations for things, so you don't have a newsroom full of local people that have the wealth of knowledge like you used to have when it wasn't owned by Gannett and when it was something where, you know, the editors would have caught a mistake like what they made today and it never would have made it to, to print. But the problem is when you've got people in Texas and wherever else they are that are doing all this work, they've got no idea. Right. It could be all overseas for all we know. You know, editors from the U.K., we don't know. Uh, as far as the wind... You know, a lot of talk about offshore wind. Uh, but I, I recently heard a uh, an interview on the radio. Uh, Dave Walsh, power and generation expert, a former CEO of Mitsubishi Power. He said these wind turbines, uh, they don't run 58% of the time. They're lucky if they can operate eight and a half hours a day. And this, uh, Bloomberg reported weeks ago, about a, a lawsuit in Brazil, uh, many uh, Siemens had uh, many of these wind turbines uh, installed in Brazil, and they keep breaking down, and they're uh, inefficient. And the other thing with uh, the wind turbines is it's very hard to find uh, replacement parts uh, for them. And uh, and then when you know these wind turbines. Uh, become old and they no longer uh, 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 operational, uh, where do you put them? You're going to bury them at the bottom of the ocean? Well, they'll dismantle them and scrap them and put up new ones. Uh, well, you know, John Kerry has just reported he went to China, went to talk to uh, Dictator Xi, and uh, he says uh, he has to work harder to try to persuade the Chinese uh, to be more climate-friendly. Uh, while uh, John Kerry uh, heavily invests in liquid, liquefied natural gas, a big company that has big tanker ships uh, that uh, ships a lot of liquid, liquefied natural gas to China. So he's making money sending these tanker ships uh, to China while he's telling us to get rid of our natural gas stoves and uh, go electric. You know, the, this whole thing is to make a few, a handful of people very, very rich, gazillionaires, you know, robber barons. Well, uh, well. You know, that's what it is. Listen, Let me just do, say this. do as I say, do as I, not as I do is not a new yeah, thing right. in politics for sure. Hey, look at the, look at the right hand and, uh, you know, uh, the sleight of hand with the left. And the same thing goes with Gavin Newsom, you know, uh, running for uh, president of the Democratic Party, he made his fortune investing in uh, oil companies. And uh, look at the, the disaster 
uh, he's created there in his own home state of California. But, uh, you know, uh, cobalt that's being mined in uh, the Congo and children and pregnant women with babies strapped uh, to them uh, going. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I just I gotta wrap it up because I got some other callers here that, that want right. to get on. But I'm just I'm just gonna put a, put out the challenge to you today. I want you to find a positive story today that 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 makes well, you feel I, uplifted. What I want, what, what my positive story is this: uh, the Democrats and the, and these Republicans uh, stop uh, lying to the people. I don't say you're for the planet. No, and no, no, no I meant a real story on fossil fuels. I meant something that's actually going to happen. <laughs> Well, well the sun is out. That's a plus. There you go. There you go. Uh, okay. All right. All right Tim. You have a good day. All right. Let's uh, go to the next call. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Hi. You're on the air. Uh, could you tell me when the cars are running tonight, when they go? So the actual event downtown is from 5 to 9. So, you know, mm -hmm. most of the cars will probably be there between 4 and 4.30, but the actual event kicks off at 5 o'clock. So from 5 to 9, they'll have everything going on downtown. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. 508, you as well. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Good morning. Um, the uh, petition signing for term limits for city council will... Uh, the table will be at Stop and Shop on Dartmouth Street today and tomorrow from 2 to 6. And um, we encourage people to come sign, exercise their First Amendment rights, and uh, get a question on our ballot about term limits for city councilors. And on a different note, um, where is your WBSM booth or area going to be downtown tonight? So from what I was told, we're going to be on Purchase Street, uh, right outside of Family Dollar. That's where we were last year. So okay. uh, Scott said we'll be in the same spot that we were last year, which was a great spot. And it's uh, it's we have plenty of room there to set up the table and to you know give out our James Taylor tickets and everything else we'll be doing. Okay, good. And uh, um, there are food vendors, right, coming too? Yep, over by the uh, Taunton Federal Credit Union, there's going to be a, a par in the parking lot over there, they're going to have a number of food trucks parked. Okay, one more question. Parking won't be for a few blocks from there, right? Yeah, uh, it's you're, they're going to have all of downtown shut down. Um, you know, Union Street will be closed, and all the streets from definitely from Purchase Street down will be closed. So your best bet is probably parking, you know, at the Elm Street Garage, or okay. maybe you know a little bit further out and uh, just taking the walk down the hill. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, hopefully, we'll see, you. we'll see you later. Thanks. Bye. And 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, uh, if you remember, too, as part of the the discussion that we had with Mayor Mitchell in my 10 o'clock, my 9 o'clock show, when he used to come on with me uh, for midweek with the mayor, we talked about the fact that the new Marine Commerce Terminal, part of that might include building a new parking garage down on the waterfront, which would certainly be beneficial on 50s night. Uh, for some extra parking. But there's always, you know, there's always places to park around and people have a good time. You can take public transportation to get down there too. Uh, don't call an Uber though, because if you call an Uber and you can't, well, I mean, I guess if you have to, you can, but just keep in mind that if you can't get down certain streets, you know, it's, it's going to cost you more. So if the route is interrupted and plus they're not going to be in a fifties car anyway. So what's the point? 508-996-0500. Got to take my next break. We'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> Every day, it's 
to getting closer Going faster than a roller coaster Love like yours will surely come my way Hey, hey, hey Every day it's getting faster Everyone said go ahead and ask her Love like yours will surely come my way Welcome back in 508-996-0500 or hit us up on app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And of course, the app is where you can hear 50s Night Tonight, actually on the radio, on the app, on the stream, wherever it is that you listen, you'll be able to hear 50s Night broadcasting this evening from 3 p.m. Until midnight, and I want to thank all of our great sponsors that helped make the 50s Night broadcast possible. That would be Leech Auto Body, Shooting Supply, Empire Ford Inc. of Fall River, formerly known as First Ford, Empire Ford of New Bedford, Market Basket, Gaspar's Linguisa, Cottage Street Motors, Jose Matos of Advanced Financial Group, and Vineyard Wind. They have all teamed up to make it so that we can fill up the airwaves tonight with 50s music. And I'm very particular when I make this playlist, by the way. If it was recorded in December of 1959 and released in January of 1960, it doesn't make the cut. It's everything purely released in the 50s. Some of it even going back a little bit before the beginnings of rock and roll. So you'll hear some things that are... uh, Songs you probably haven't thought about in a long time and songs that you might not even realize are from the 50s. So tune in tonight beginning at 3 p.m. this afternoon. We'll have it broadcasting for you. And, of course, the final two hours from 10 to midnight is going to be that backseat music from mom and dad after the kids go to bed. So everything slow, everything romantic. So, again, we were talking before about this Standard Times story, which I don't know if they're going to be reposting it. I would hope so. Because Catherine Gallerani did a lot of good reporting in that story. Again, the more that I looked at it, I don't think that it was necessarily her fault. It looked like from the way the story was written, she understood what was going on. But somebody might have made an adjustment to the lead to make well, to say, well, this is the swing bridge that connects New Bedford to Fairhaven. When it's not. You'd need a really long bridge to connect New Bedford to West Island. And I don't think raising it 10 feet would be enough. So the story itself is is now gone. Hopefully they put it back up there. I would hate to see a reporter's hard work not get attention because something got screwed up. But, I mean, what did you, what did you think? Did you, did you think you were the only people that would have that story? A major story like that? When the news broke of it six months ago, eight months ago, whatever it was, when we reported it here, it was big news then. I think even the Standard Times reported it at that time. Maybe like two weeks after we did. But still, I'm pretty sure that they did. So for them to not go back into their own reporting and get some information or or what and say, oh, no, wait, that's not the same thing. It's just, it, it's it's mind-blowing. That's, a, that's an egregious mistake. And it's a mistake that can be avoided by hiring local people. That's what's so great about what we do here. With all of our stories, we hire local people. And if we don't have people who are directly local, there's people locally that are editing them to make sure that things like this don't happen. To make sure that you don't have 
a mischaracterization of something. And, of course, mistakes happen. Sometimes they do happen. But if we made a mistake as big as this, they can certainly roast us. If you remember the couple weeks ago, there was a story about the Plymouth bear that was a st- the bear struck on the highway in Plymouth. And originally, you know, Mass Wildlife was telling us that's not true. It didn't happen. And we wrote a story saying it didn't happen. And then Mass Wildlife reached out and corrected it and said, actually, it turns out it did happen. And we wrote a story saying Mass Wildlife says they were wrong. It did happen. You know, that's not really our mistake, but still, it's it, it, it's a mistake. It's making sure you get the accurate information, the right thing. So we'll see. We'll see if they post it back up. And we'll also see if they have a little editor's note that say a previous version of this story incorrectly identified the Goulart Bridge as the bridge that connects New Bedford to Fairhaven. But, I mean, I knew the minute it hit Facebook, the comments would roll in, and it certainly did. Not that the Standard Times gets a lot of comments on their stories, but that's one that had the potential to, to draw in a lot of, of commentary. All right, 508-996-0500. I've got to take my final break of the program for this morning. We'll be back in just a bit. We are back. Just the final few moments of my program, but stay tuned for South Coast now. Uh, they'll be getting you ready for 50s night, too, I'm sure. Mark, is you going to play a bunch of 50s music? Probably not, right? No. No, he All says right. no. But you'll hear plenty of it from 3 o'clock on, that's for sure. Uh, Also, since you're going to be heading out and heading down to 50s night, why not make sure that you get yourself some great dinner to have tonight as well. As I've mentioned earlier, you can stop at the butcher shop because they have great pre-made food there. So go grab something and then have it ready to go. That way you don't have to worry about cooking. You can eat quickly. You can go down. They're going to have food trucks too, but you want to get something in your stomach before you start walking around doing all that walking, right? So stop by the butcher shop, get some of their delicious pre-made food, or pick up some delicious meats, and you can get those on the grill yourself when you have the time. I've got to get myself one of those tomahawk steaks. Eric has promised me that they have the best tomahawk steaks out of anybody I've got to get myself one of those and grill one. I've always wanted one, and they look amazing in the display case. So check out the butcher shop and see all the great products that they have. You can visit them at 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. And as Eric always says, if they don't have it, just ask them. He'll get it for you. That's the way they work over there. They want to be your one-stop shop for everything. They want to provide for the community and have that old-school feel just like we had in the 1950s where you had the neighborhood market where you got everything that you needed. That's what they're going for at the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. All right, so make sure you do come by the table, too. If you're coming down to 50s night, come by and say hi. I'm going to try to sit there most of the night. I'll probably walk around a little bit, too, because I want to see all the cars and experience everything myself. But I'll be hanging out there. I know Chris said he was going to try to go down there. Uh, We'll see who else is going to come by. And I want to meet you. Come on up. Introduce yourself. Even